Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. Humans do a lot of uh, unnecessary things, right? Like we, uh, we fart, we go to the bathroom, we eat. Like it's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes into us and out of us. You know what I'm saying? That's an amazing opener. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think of the opposite of what our topic is. Why don't you tell the people what's the topic? Obviously, robots. Did you guys pick up on it? You probably saw the title, so cheaters, but hey, you know, this is where we're at. So what made you want to talk about this topic? Uh, do you think robots are an interesting concept? I think we got to be ready for this topic. This is our future. You know, probably Please do elaborate. I, I don't think our generation, but eventually they're definitely going to put our brains in robots, right? You know, for to be immortal. I mean, I feel like you could do that. But at the same time, that's a huge leap. I mean, we already don't have robots that are all mechanical. And you're talking about making a robot with a human brain and a human consciousness. I feel like I thought we had robots already that not human consciousness, but it has some feelings and some logic. We have computers with code. I'm not sure if we have the sort of sci-fi robots that people think of when they think about movies or fiction. Oh, I thought we did. I unless what... I'm unless I'm missing something big here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I see our brains going into technological form eventually, whether that be this century or you know hundreds of centuries from now, it'll eventually happen. So we got to be ready. Well, let me ask you this: Why would you want to do that? I think we've talked about being immortal and how. We kind of want to do that, right? So this is a way of doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember that episode. And if you guys don't remember it, you should go back and watch it. But I feel like in that same episode, I brought up an example of a guy who transferred his consciousness into a robot. And after living for way, way past his lifespan, he was, he was just done. He was just tired. He was tired of living, but he couldn't die. Well, I think we could have a scenario where there's a button. Maybe, maybe it needs to be more so than a button. Maybe you have to go to a place and, and exterminate yourself. Man, this is, is going to be a dark one. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. Have somehow, you? Uh... <laughs> somehow this is already darker than the, the talking to dead people episode. <laughs> well, why don't we take a step back just, just real quick. We, we can definitely come back to this because I want to, but... Let's 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 take a, just a couple of steps back. What if you could have a, a robot companion or helper or servant that was completely mechanical? It had no human consciousness in it. It was not a, a person trying to extend their own life. That would be cool. Uh, it would be kind of like a pet, I feel like, but it could help you do things. I feel like in a way we kind of have that with Alexa in the minimalistic form where we can turn on lights and we can play music and that sort of thing. But this would be more, more so of a companion. So I, I myself am about to 
live alone soon. And the idea of having a little robot friend could be cool. I feel like I would want them to be somewhat intelligent that we could have conversations and they might not be exactly like human conversations, but maybe it could be something. I mean, I, I guess. I, mm. No, go on. No, I just, the things the robot would do, you know, maybe the robot could help you clean the house. I it, It's an interesting feeling because I don't like the idea, even if it's a robot, of them doing everything for me. I would feel bad for the robot, you know? Yeah, maybe it doesn't have those feelings, but still, you know, you're not going to clean the entire house. Like, I'm going to help you, Bob. I just named my robot. Well, I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of times when people talk about this kind of thing, they immediately jump to robots with human feelings. And while that's definitely an interesting concept, why would you why would you program a robot that you mean to be an appliance and give it feelings? I mean, I suppose that would make it a better conversation partner. But again, if you want your robot to clean your house, why would you why would you give it feelings and then feel bad for it when it doesn't want to do the job it was created for? Why well, then, even do that in the first place? Why even have the robot look like a human then? You know, why not it be uh, a blob? To be honest, when I said when I mentioned it before, I wasn't even thinking of a, a human looking robot. Oh, okay. I guess I was. Or it could be a robot dog. That could be kind of cool. You know, you're talking about feeling bad for a robot, but at the same time again, it's just an appliance if it doesn't have feelings. If you didn't give it the, the capacity to feel, then it's the same as feeling bad for Alexa when you ask it to tell you the weather or to turn the lights on. I mean, it's, it's an appliance. You don't feel bad for your smartphone or your fork when you put it in your mouth and stab it into your food. I'm just thinking about what would the difference be then if it didn't have feelings? Because we are, there's already Roombas, I think is what they're called, to vacuum the floor. If anything, maybe the robot could cook for you, I guess. What else is there to do? I feel like if I were to have a robot, I would want to speak to the robot. I think that's well, very important to me. <laughs> here's my opinion. And I want to see what you think about this because it's just the way that I feel. Okay. I feel like when people talk about making robots, they think a lot in the way that you're talking about. They're talking about creating companions, not appliances. They want to make robots that look like people, that think and act like people and have feelings. And I think that's a natural inclination for people. I feel like human beings just in general want to create more of themselves. They want to create more of stuff that they can identify with as themselves. You know, they don't want to create an appliance. They want to create another, another human but they don't want to go through all the effort of doing that in the conventional way. Have you heard of professional cuddlers? I have not. So there are people now that it is their job. People go on this app, I think, and see, you know, the cuddlers in your area and like, they'll come over and like, that's their job and they'll just hug you for money. It exists. <laughs> but so, you know, people are craving, you know, companionship. And so that's part of the robot's job. <laughs> Viewers, you can't see, but I'm really making a face. <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely mean no offense to anybody who works for that service. And I mean no offense to anybody who has used those services. But I feel like if you can't get somebody to give you a hug without paying them, 
maybe you should reevaluate the way that you treat people because I feel like that's a very simple thing to ask for. And I don't think it takes much to, to receive that, mm. even without money being exchanged. How, how would you use a robot? I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to seem like I'm some sort of jaded person when I say that I wouldn't want a robot with feelings, but I wouldn't want a robot with feelings. I would want my robot to be an appliance if I had to have one, because, you know, if, if my robot could feel like I do in the same way that I wouldn't make a person just do all of my tasks and my chores, I wouldn't want to make the, this machine do it if it didn't want to. So I would want something that could perform sort of like a, a mobile, a mobile Swiss army knife. Cool. I just had a vision of, cause I'm trying not, not to get into the human view now. I'm trying to see how a, an appliance robot could look like. And I realized like, if I have a robot, I would want a, a disco head robot for sure. You know, or, or if it doesn't have the disco head, it could pop out with one. So when I, when I, say you know dance time it just kind of stands up and then like the the disco ball emerges from its blobness and then all of a sudden music plays and it, it revolves that's a very funny image I, I hope you get that someday yeah i hope you get dance time robot only 99.99 I, I think i want to patent this no one no one listening take this this is mine <laughs> mine nobody, yeah. nobody take dance time robot yeah. But, uh, but here's the thing we can, if you want, because obviously when it comes to fiction, when it comes to common portrayals, robots are almost always human, especially when you want people to focus on them. So uh, when it comes to specifically what we started with, with, uh, with human-like robots that were specifically designed to look that way, who are specifically designed to be humanity's companions, what comes to mind for you? Anything in particular? So you are you saying everyone would have a human robot? I mean, we can, we can go there. Sure. Interesting. Do you get a robot when you turn 18? No, I think that's too young. Really? Yeah. Cause I feel like when you, when you're 18 in, in this country, you're, you're recognized as a legal adult. And I feel like that's the most important time for you to start making decisions that will impact your life, putting in work, that you might not have had to put in before that somebody else would have done for you. And I feel like if at 18, you get a robot who will, who will presumably help you with a great number of tasks, that's, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Not as much. Okay, Being so an adult you, doesn't mean anything if you get a free servant. It's kind of like uh, buying a house. Maybe you need to buy your robot and it costs a lot of money because it does all these different things for you. I had, I'm going to bring this off topic because my mind just kind of does this, but wouldn't it be cool if you had a robot that could also be your car or your plane or anything like your robot is a transformer and it that, could just be anything you want, you know, technologically. That'd be really interesting, honestly. And, and uh, you have the button in your pocket for it to form into, you know, what you desire. See, honestly, I feel like that, if we were to really go that direction in society, I feel like that's the thing that I might actually want. Because mm -hmm. like I said, that's a multifaceted appliance. You don't have to worry about your car having emotions. It's just a useful tool. Right. But I think that would be a much better world if you didn't have to pay for parking, if you just drove somewhere in your robot and then you turned it into something that didn't have to park. 
Yeah, this is very unlikely. I feel like I'm just kind of picturing this fictional world where, you know, you press your button and then your car collapses into your little pocket, pocket bot. <laughs> and then when you're in the house and you're bored, like, ah, open pocket bot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you hang out with your robot and then you, you cook and you, you clean and and all that. But also the pocket bot can sense your mood. And also if you need to do things yourself, you know, maybe you need to be humbled, you know, you're getting too cocky and you're letting the robot do everything. So the robot knows that. And the robot's like, Hey, I'm deactivated. Okay. You need to clean your own stuff right now. You got to become more human. It knows your human levels. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure I do. It knows my human levels. Shouldn't my human levels always be 100%? I guess what I mean, instead of human levels, more so uh, independence. You know, you, once you have this robot, you're you're lacking all your skills and, you know, you're just letting the robot do everything. That's no good for your skill sets and your level of, of independence. I feel like that'd be a difficult thing to measure. But I think I see what you mean now. Now, robots have been popular in fiction forever. Are there any famous ones that stick out to you? Uh, did you ever watch My Life as a Teenage Robot? I did. I, I think I don't know how many episodes I watched, but it was interesting seeing a teen robot situation and her struggle with, I think, I forget if there was a human world or not, and she was trying to fit into it, or was it other robots? From what I remember from that show, she lived amongst people, but mm -hmm. there were communities of robots that she, uh, right. that she that she interacted with from time to time. That's that's interesting. It's very humanized robot, you know, feelings and all that. But there are just some differences that she had to cope with. Bicentennial Man was a cool one. That is a human becoming a robot. Uh, it's the opposite, actually. Oh. Knew that, yeah. It's been a while. Audience, Bicentennial Man is a great movie starring Robin Williams, but uh, don't don't listen to Christine. It's it's about a robot who wants to become a human. Honestly, I feel like that really is the only character arc a robot in fiction can have and still be interesting. That the the transformation from robotic and detached and apathetic to being very very much like a human and to develop emotions to learn sympathy and, and love and stuff like that. I feel like that's really the only thing yeah. you can do with a robot. I feel like that's a lot of the romance fiction I like. Not robots per se, but just bad guys, you know, that don't have feelings. And then like they start to have feelings as they, you know, are like, oh my God, I actually love, I can love because of this chick, you know? And then he has to like realize what feelings are and, you know, become more humbled and ah, so I feel like I, I would enjoy this type of arc of the robot getting feelings. Yeah, honestly, uh, you probably won't relate to this, but you know it's something that I talk about. Uh, for anybody that's familiar with the game series Persona, Persona has a very compelling robot character named Igus from Persona 3. In a nutshell, Igus is a robot. She's an android. She, she looks like a person, but she's not. She's basically a humanoid weapon. But she goes through this character arc of being sort of detached and not understanding why everybody is, is afraid and determined, you know, all of these things to wanting to understand them, 
wanting to have emotions to actually legitimately developing them. And then she's at a crossroads. Now she finally feels things for her friends, but now she's scared to lose them. Why would she lose them? Oh, it's, that, that whole game is about death, but oh, okay. But again, yeah. it's it's the same character arc. Is it a bad one? No, but is it the same one every single time? Well, it's got to be scary to obtain feelings. You know, you get the good, but you also get the bad, and the there are a lot of feelings. You know, there's not just happiness and sadness. There's anger and mistrust, and I don't know, just everything. It's like, what is it like to not have feelings? I don't know. I think, and I said this, I alluded to it at least previously in the podcast. I really think that people think about the creation of, of robots as being these sort of pseudo humans that think and feel like people, but are not because people have a natural inclination to do that. Like you said, how do you imagine a person without, how can you, how can you imagine creating a person and not giving them feelings? I think that's why people think of robots as being like us. Because it's the easiest thing to imagine. I was going to ask, you know, what if we turn into robots? But that would mean we lose our emotion. And I feel like that's not a great arc for a, a story or a, you know, if anything, we just get those metallic features. Well, there's more to that than you might think. Imagine if I turned into a robot and you didn't. What would that mean for our relationship? Let's say I'm still me. I still act like me. I still think like me but I'm made of metal. I wonder, would you still feel warmth when, you know, let's say I held your hand since you're made of metal. Do you still feel those sorts of things? I mean, I like to think I'd be a sort of high tech robot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like not much would change um, except for intimacy stuff. That's a big thing. I don't know. I don't know if that counts within not that much. I'd, it'd be very cool to walk around with you if if there aren't other ro- robots in the vicinity. But it would also mean I am mortal now and you are, are immortal in a way, or you won't age. I mean, I, I suppose not. You won't become wrinkly. I'll rust. Yeah, but you can, can't clean that? No, you can't water that like the Tin Man. <laughs> well, they put oil on him. That's that, was, yeah. that was his joints, but... Yeah. You could connect to other things within the house. Like through yourself, you could have a speaker maybe. Maybe you have lights come out of your eyes, like lasers. Like you could do more stuff as a robot. I mean, maybe. But there's so much that I can't do. And I think that's what makes it such a predicament. Like what? Well, in what I'm picturing, you can't, uh, you're not made of organic material. You can't reproduce. Oh, yeah, that's true. You can't eat. You wouldn't need to. No, but we'd still go still go out to dinner. You could just look at the food I'm eating. <laughs> You're going to torture me like that? We're not even getting takeout. We got to sit down in the restaurant yeah, and I'm going to watch you eat. <laughs> I'm going to get bacon, <laughs> rice pudding. Oh, uh, see, that, you'd really torture me because you'd get you'd order all this food because you think it was funny. And then you'd be like, oh, I can't finish it. Justin, can you finish it for me? Oh, wait, you can't. Oh, no. I guess we're just going to throw it out. Oh, no. And it's all the stuff you like, too. Yeah. (laughs) What if we were both robots? Then I feel like really nothing would change. I guess not. I mean, there's still those problems like the one I mentioned. Oh, 
you know, it'd be cool because we both get cold easily. We could go to cold places and not, I don't feel like we'd feel temperature like we would as humans. Yeah, but you just brought up the tin, man. I'm not trying to lock up in a really cold place. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring oil. <laughs> I, I think if I if I suddenly became a robot, I wouldn't look to the Wizard of Oz for help. Mm. Ooh, we'd be great drummers, you know, just like, it'd be fun. Listen, I don't, I don't think even becoming a robot would help me coordinate my hands and feet. I tried drumming one time. I don't know how you guys in the audience who are drummers do that. I can't coordinate like that. What's our robot band name? Mr. Roboto. <laughs> sure. Okay, so we talked about the world obtaining robots as household items and us becoming robots. I'm just trying to think if there's there anything else. Ultimately, I think the reason why I think I would be fine without having these sort of human companion robots just circulating through society is because I feel like it almost, it almost provides people a cheap alternative to real intimacy. Yeah. I think, and again, maybe I shouldn't talk too much about it because I don't want, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's like with the, the cuddling agency that you're talking about, there's a lot of things that you can just pay people to do for you emotionlessly you know proficiently but there are things that don't need that you know and i feel like having a robot that would just be your friend that would be your companion that would listen to you talk that would that would like be there for you emotionally i mean what happens to all of your human needs and interactions at that point mm-hmm. when are you going to talk to other people you know, if if I have the problem where every time I talk, people tune me out and think that I'm boring, what would stop me from exclusively talking to a robot who is always going to listen and nod and be attentive? <laughs> I was thinking uh, also for people that struggle to talk to others and and that sort of thing, like having a robot, you know, you know that they're always going to listen to you. I feel like it would help. I think it would help with anxiety. You know, people that are, are worried to talk to new people and just to have someone that is for sure going to always be there could be a positive. But I also see your point where it also minimizes the need to go out and meet new people and hone in and build your human relationships. Yeah, like, like with a lot of things, it has a potential to be a really useful tool. But knowing humanity, it has a, a, a definite possibility to be a really, really tough dependency issue. Mm-hmm. I think they would have to really look at a lot of different aspects and, you know, look at it morally. What is this really going to do for people? I think when they came out with social media, they didn't look at how it was really going to affect people. You know, people are dependent now on getting likes and, and all these different things. I had to go and turn notifications off on my phone because it affected me in a bad way. And so if they came out with something like robots that you're able to talk to, you got to look at how that's affecting people overall. But could be cool. I want the disco robot named Bob. And you know what? One of these days, you're going to get it. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Over and out.